Hello my dear friends, welcome to ZenPod once again. In the studios today we have the Padma Bhushan awardee Sangeeta Kalanidhi and Kalaimamani recipient Dr. Sudha Raghunathan. A disciple of the legendary Padma Bhushan awardee Dr. ML Vasanthakumari, Sudha has evolved a style of her own where the soul of her music lies in the dynamism of her presentation. Sudha Raghunathan led the largest Carnatic band along with Bharatanatyam and Kuchipudi dancers to acquire a place in the Guinness Book of World Records. Sudhaji has the distinction of being the only Karnatak musician, second to Bharat Ratna M.S. Subalakshmi, to have sung at the United Nations. Her voice and music echoed in the hall of the UN on International Day of Nonviolence. Louisville, Kentucky in the United States declared May 19, 2019 as Sudha Raghunathan Day in recognition of her service to the field of arts for the past four decades. Sudhaji has won more than a hundred awards and titles. She is the recipient of the Padma Bhushan. The Music Academy has awarded Sudha the Sangeeta Kalanidhi, the State Government's Kalema Mani, Sangeeta Chudamani, Sangeeta Saraswati, Sangeeta Visharath, Sangeeta Sampurna are among a few of the many noteworthy awards that she has won and not to miss the Lifetime Achievement Awards as well. Sudha has enthralled packed audiences at the international music festivals and concerts held in the United States, Canada, UK, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, countries of South Asia, the Middle East, France, Netherlands, Sweden, Belgium and Sri Lanka. Her Sudharnava Academy for Musical Excellence was launched in 2017 with the objective of training senior level students and nurturing talent to produce high class performers. Religious institutions such as the Sri Kanchi Kamakoti Pedam, the Ahobila Mat, Sringeri Sharada Pedam, Sri Rangam Srimad Andavan Ashram and Sri Narayani Pedam have recognized Sudha as a stalwart musician and awarded her with the title of Asthana Vidwan. Away from the mainstream, fusion and film music are also an important part of Sudha's repertoire. Teaming with jazz wizard Amit Heri, she has toured the United States. Having sung some very popular numbers in Tamil and Malayalam films, Sudha is currently into composing music for two Tamil films. Sudha Raghunathan has walked the ramp as ambassador for the Parampara Pattu, a customized brand of silk sarees. During the lockdown 2020, Sudha has conceptualized Expressions Espresso, a chat show with leading personalities which was very widely received. Sudha has always believed in giving back to society and this has made her launch Samudhaya Foundation early in 1999, of which she is the founder and managing trustee even today. The foundation has so far dispersed funds to the tune of over 50 million rupees for various causes, focusing primarily on children, pediatric cancer care, heart surgeries, mentally challenged destitute children, abused children, the deaf-blind children, and towards palliative care. Under the project Anugraha, Sudha has helped musicians who have lost their livelihood because of the pandemic by giving them a monthly sustenance amount for a period of three months. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and my dear friends, please join me in welcoming Sudha Raghunathan to ZenPod. My dear friends, welcome to ZenPod once again. I have an absolutely unbelievable, illuminating personality in the studios today, Miss Sudha Raghunathan. Who doesn't know her? Her voice has traveled all over the world. She's somebody I believe uh, touches people with her music and I know she calls it the inclusive music. Sudhaji starts off this podcast with a snippet of her beautiful song, 
after which we jump straight into the conversation gana malai poligindral kannan gana malai poligindral kannan gana malai poligindral kannan yamuna teeratil yadavai kulam selika Sudhaji, welcome. Thank you. It's my pleasure, really. Thank you. Thank you. Sudhaji, my trademark question to start with, um, your definition and view on spirituality. Uh, that's a tricky one because spirituality can be interpreted in uh, so many different ways. Uh, I guess since you've asked me the question, I have to tell you how I think and what I think of spirituality. Okay. Um, spirituality is, in my opinion, my surrender to a power that i feel encompasses the universe that orchestrates everything that happens within the universe in the world okay in lives of people mm-hmm. to me personally it opens the path where i get to know who i am where i am heading what are my goals where did i come from what have i done thus far what uh, what i might do from this moment okay it it in a way um, highlights or rather throws light on the core me you know what mm-hmm. the innermost self of me reflects in my case i would um, connect that immediately to the music that i sing and represent Mm-hmm. Being Carnatic music, I'm sure you understand that um, just being a Carnatic music singer mm-hmm. gives you the the feeling of being closer to the Almighty. Yes. So I guess I've answered your question, uh, though not elaborately, succinctly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you you use some very powerful words there, which is fantastic. Uh, so which brings me to the other related question that i have for you sudaji which is at what point uh, do actually music and spirituality intersect and what would really be interesting for for the listeners also to know is have you experienced it instead of using the word intersect i would uh, say uh, interweave because awesome. i feel uh, uh, yeah because to me mm-hmm. i can only say it, to me as a a subjective way you know as in a subjective way music cannot happen without spirituality it's right. it's always there it's it's a foundation that we build the edifice of what we sing on mhm if that foundation is lacking i feel that the music will be powerless that it would be insipid mm-hmm. that it would not go from you and touch so many souls interesting mm-hmm. so unless i feel and experience the spiritual in my music 
you can call it whatever bhakti devotion discipline commitment integration uh, the emotive experience the emotional content whatever you might call uh-huh. it the final aspect is that unless i feel i'm spiritually connected in my music mm-hmm. with my music mm-hmm. i will be powerless to connect to the thousands who listen to me wow beautiful beautiful and <clears throat> and have you experienced that um, you've been performing everywhere sudhaji has it has it happened to you where it suddenly occurred to you that wow i'm in a different zone or has it happened it does happen several times i wouldn't say uh, it happens in every concert truthfully not right right uh, every concert is more like you know a ritual uh, because you do it so often mm-hmm. and it's more a kind of you know you want to be perfect you want to uh, get the grammar right you want the swarasthanam to be right, right. you want to uh, deliver the entertainment aspect in your music correct <laughs> everything is there but beyond this somewhere when you start singing in some particular concerts i don't know whether to connect that to the environment or to the audience or to what you are singing or in the state that i am in interesting i somewhere lose sense of just everything where i am who i'm singing to who are with me what i'm singing wow. there is that feeling of being oblivious to just everything Wow. all that happens is that you are a source of energy that is uh, putting out um something that is coming from somewhere else you're just the medium you know that's how you feel it's not me really singing it's coming from somewhere and through me it is going to some other place some the destination is some other point true So that's how I felt in uh, some concerts mm-hmm. uh, definitely and uh, they have been very defining moments because at the end of uh, that particular concert you're so kind of uh, lost in thought and in introspection that you can't even interact with the audience who uh, come backstage to talk to you correct sometimes they even ask me the question you seem so lost you seem <laughs> to be in a trance <laughs> it's neither of these it's just that you still have not got gotten over the fact that you know you experience something which cannot be put put out in words to people true awesome that must be quite a feeling isn't it it's uh, it's uh... absolutely yeah it's, it's like it gives you uh, goosebumps it gives you it gives you a very different high that uh, nothing else in the world can give you yeah divine absolutely okay i I want to talk about one of your latest projects and probably a very inspiring project and and when you put this out the first time and I said wow this is the Sudhara Vinathan we know doing this and I'm so impressed so expressions espresso absolutely yeah. fantastic concept and please uh, tell the listeners and me all about this and we love it so much so thank you first of all for acknowledging uh, the fact that expressions espresso means something to you absolutely uh, yeah see when the lockdown happened the mm-hmm. very very first time mm-hmm. i had a few facebook uh, live shows sessions mm-hmm. and interacted with the audience in a different way you know i asked them to sing along with me to repeat oh. mantras after me wow. to uh, 
to kind of i wouldn't say motivate but uh, gave out the feeling that you know this is part of life don't think that this is going to be the end mm -hmm. uh, we will overcome this phase too in in a short while beautiful little then little did i know then that it was going to be a long phase okay no we thought it was going to be three months four months and then uh, the graph would kind of start its decline and then we'd all get back to a normal though we call it a new normal correct uh, we would definitely get back to normalcy little did i uh, realize that it was not that easy a solution that was going to be yeah the realization i think was more evident in the second uh, phase of lockdown which was announced on april 14 right i think subsequently there were going to be lockdowns i realized because uh, this was this was a larger uh, pandemic than what anyone could imagine really agree what even a 90 year old even a 10 year old even a 30 year old or a 50 year old or a 60 year old i mean this is something that we have not experienced or seen thus far in our lives whatever stage of your life you might be in so then i realized that this was if this was going to be a long drawn period of uh, kind of a sabbatical mm -hmm. where you know your hands and legs are tied you're supposed to be at home you're supposed to be disciplined responsible and you need to uh, kind of you know uh, pushing some energy to yourself then i realized that uh, there were so many out there uh, who might get into a state of you know kind of a depression or uh, lack of self esteem or the lack of the confidence that one requires to face such uh, difficult times i must say that i thank the almighty for giving me the strength the courage the faith the hope the trust the belief Beautiful. that Beautiful. you know i could overcome override the situation and uh, use it for something which was going to be very constructive and productive correct so i was not just going to be sitting there and enjoying uh, this uh, lean period in the profession right. watching movies sleeping <laughs> lazing around picking up the phone and talking endlessly to your friends it was going to be that but it was going to go somewhere beyond all of that i had to do something meaningful and i also realized that this was maybe the time when i could give back meaningfully to the people who had in all these years kind of acknowledged my music and brought me to a point where i stand so tall today wow when i say so tall it doesn't mean the stature it doesn't definitely mean a, a number one position or number two position i'm not giving any numbers mm -hmm. i'm not even saying that you know uh, i'm in uh, the front line and i don't want to use any word right. because any word that i use will dilute the feeling of gratitude that i have towards my rasikas or the audience or well wishers absolutely this was only a see unless and until a singer is accepted by the public by the audience right and you know they start to give you that uh, feeling of yes you're on the right path you're doing the right things we love your music we love you we love the music that comes through you mm. that itself is so much of wealth that i have cumulatively 
acquired yeah. over the period of time that I've been singing. So if I say that uh, that is the best wealth that I have accumulated today, I wouldn't uh, in any uh, little way be not adding that value to it. Okay. You know, I, I am thinking more than the value that they gave me. I think, where would I have been if all these people would not have said, yes, Sudha, you're, uh, we love your music and we love you. Wow. So what is the only way? That, there is only one way that you can uh, give back to all of them, of course, with your gratitude. And gratitude is just not expressed through words. Uh, it, there is an action that explains itself okay. when you do it. Correct. So when you give happiness to them, when you give yourself selflessly, you know, without expecting anything, unconditional giving, I call that unconditional giving. I'm not going to invite all of them to say, you know, like, watch this expressions espresso. I'm going to do this. This is all the homework that I do. This is the groundwork that I do. Yeah. Uh, you have to understand that I'm the only person handling it. I just have a small team of one or two people with me. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing all the tech work. No, it's nothing about the I. <laughs> it's, it's just completely egoless. I want to do something for you. I want to give you a package, a gift package that holds something valuable, that throws light on the life of people who have achieved so much in their lives. Mm -hmm. And surely every personality, every celebrity or guest would have something for us to take away. Yeah. Everyone began, you know, kind of at the bottom of the hill. And today they stand on some peak. Absolutely. And if they have, yeah, if they have walked so many miles in their journey, yes. they could not have done it but for the fact that they developed some formulae for that journey. Each equation is different, but definitely at the end of all the equations, there is one little formula that we can all arrive at, and that is humility, dedication, discipline, hard work, the never give up attitude, the, the belief in yourself that you can do it, the guts and the courage to overcome any challenge that might have come in that journey. All of this put together is the uh, inference that one can arrive at when you break down the theorem of the success. So I started with uh, maybe I will do 10 episodes and uh, let's let's see how it goes, you know, because I should be able to do it. I, I've never done this thing before, but for once when I uh, interacted with four or five celebrities. So, so it was going to be difficult, I knew, because the tech aspect, I, I was a novice. I was naive about how even to uh, handle these different interfaces. And also the fact that, you know, it required the content, the yeah. right questions, and I had to reach out to these celebrities, Correct. Uh, convince them that, you know, they were going to be on a different kind of a show and not a, not a regular question answer session. It was going to be more of a conversation right. uh, to bring, to bring out another side of them. Yes. A, a different dimension of them. And it was going to be fun all the way. Uh, I had to convince that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I wouldn't uh, pick up the phone or, and talk to all these guests. I would always uh, seek their permission to uh, nice. write to them or to message them and 
was extremely, I maintained all that protocol, you know, being polite, uh, not trespassing into their space nice. or territory unwantedly. And uh, to tell you the truth, out of the 23 that I have uh, spoken with or interacted with, mm -hmm. I really knew only 10 of them. The other 13 were completely new to me. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Ah. So it was a, a kind of an arduous uh, task to, you know, kind of break those, uh, can we say, barriers of uh, unfamiliarity and all of that. And after 10, which we called the season one, then mm. uh, I said, okay, there was so much response and, you know, we had touched so many thousand views and yeah. it was it was like uh, an acknowledgement it was like a pat on the back so i said okay anyway the lockdown is continuing so let me uh -huh. move to uh, uh, season two <laughs> and of course uh, <laughs> then it really took on a high uh, uh, journey a soaring journey with uh, chinnakuil chitra you know really being uh, loved by people and yeah she was just out of the world I mean, a person of her stature and standing to be like a child. Yeah. To be untouched. Yeah, to be untouched by all that success and uh, accolades was unbelievable. I mean, just unbelievable. So passed by uh, season two and then now we are on season three. And um, yeah, all I've realized is that uh, we've had a good uh, ride. And uh, I take this moment to thank all those people uh, thousands of people who have watched it and acknowledged whatever I gave out to them with so much of love and care. Mm -hmm. Of course, there were a few brickbats, like, why don't you speak in Tamil? And, uh, you know, why do you have to... <laughs> I read yeah, why do you have to... <laughs> but I guess anything that anyone does in life, you always have to face the negative side of sure. Uh, comments. Sure. You definitely can't please the whole world. Yes. Because if I started speaking every uh, conversation in Tamil, then there were going to be people saying, listen, we don't understand Tamil at all. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you uh, arrive at a common language? And uh, the most common language I thought was English. Correct. And people were comfortable talking in English. Yes. So thus uh, began the story of Expressions Espresso, and that's how we had progressed. Brilliant. It's awesome. And, and you know, I, I must confess, I did not know or realize that you knew only half of the guests. <laughs> that was great. Yes, I, yes uh, it's true. I mean, just the fact that they existed and I existed. Yeah. They knew I existed and I, I knew they existed. So we just had to make that uh, little contact and then break those little uh, barriers where, you know, we had to convince ourselves that, yes, we can do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some of the episodes, uh, and I, I remember some of them that I really enjoyed, and probably um, saw it maybe half, half second time again was you know Vidya Balan uh, was was amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Zakir Usainji was brilliant. Uh, uh, what really interested me again, I think was it the second or the third season? I don't know. You actually brought in Vishwanathan Anand and Indra Nui as well. Oh. That was the second season. Yeah, that was brilliant. And I said, wow. So, so you know, you kind of moved beyond music and, and brought in other personalities, which was very surprising. But yeah, but that yes. is... Yeah, Vishwanathan and I never knew. I've never spoken to him. I've oh, not okay. seen him at all. <laughs> and he spoke so I mean, seen him at all physically, in, oh. in his physical presence. Okay. I've just seen him on uh, Doordarshan or TV right. or media. Right. Or, 
pictures. Awesome. And and the name Sudaji, was it your idea? Yeah, just, oh, I just woke wow. up one morning. <laughs> I just woke up one morning. I said, okay, let's do this. And then my friend said, uh, what do you want to call it? So uh. I said, it's expression of espresso. So she said, is that grammatically right? So I said, okay, yes. <laughs> it, 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 it has an E, -E yes. which, is, uh, which has an enigma about it. And then uh, it's Anyway, people are going to express themselves Correct. and let's uh, make it a conversation which is going to be casual over a cup of coffee like. Yes. So the espresso word came in. Beautiful. Beautiful. I wanted to ask, I've been dying to ask you this question. <laughs> <laughs> even my daughter laughed at me. She said, what <laughs> expressions, espresso, what does that even mean, Amma? So I said, it doesn't have to mean anything. It conveys a small story to you. Yeah. Yeah, correct. correct. If, if you had said copy with Sudha or coffee with Sudha, it would have been very normal. But this was really out of the blue. And <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, your take, Sudhaji, on the... So, 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 before we move on, congratulations, really. It's a fantastic program, you know. And I know the first few episodes, you even struggled with the, tech, with the, with the bandwidth more yes. than technology, I would say. Yes. That's obviously... Yeah. Bandwidth was really, really was... Uh, yeah, I know, I know. It was, it was like, you know, the dry run would be perfect. Yeah. But then when we really got to the show, it would uh, uh, play, uh, you know, Tron. And then I didn't know what was happening. You know, <laughs> then we realized that it could be the bandwidth. And yeah, also the congestion in the network at that point of time, because we had to do, we were compelled to do it at a certain yes. part of the day yeah. because of viewership. Mm. And it had to be between six and eight, some point of time between six and eight. Yeah. So we had to overcome that. So as I told you earlier, I think uh, I used the word overcome override earlier in, in an answer to one of your questions. Mm -hmm. So it, it was not something which was impossible. I right. could do it. I kept pushing. I kept telling myself, yes, I can do it. I can get to that point where people are going to be happy with how we do it. And I'm going to be happy and proud of how I learned everything from scratch. And today I can uh, probably get into any Zoom call or Zoom meeting or StreamYard meeting. Look, when people, uh, each one has a way of doing the meeting, of having the interview. So it was uh, good that I learned so much during this period that I was able to handle things on my own. Absolutely. What also, what really impressed me also was that even while, while all this was happening and you're practically helpless when these things happen, you didn't lose your your mind or you, you are not flustered. You are very cool and smiling about this whole thing. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> and yeah. I was always confident that you know, yeah. <laughs> everything, everything failed, my music wouldn't. I would always have my music to fill the space. <laughs> Absolutely. Brilliant. Uh, so uh, on your music, uh, I want your take on the music and the mind. Music has a lot uh, of uh, effect on the mind. Definitely. Okay. The mind has to be in good shape to produce good music. You can't be uh, angry and sad and confused and, uh, you know, you have a, have a little tug of war at home and then get to a concert and expect to sing flawlessly. The moment that split second of uh, a distraction in a concert will... Uh, take you off the rails. It will either show in your 
lapse in the talam or in your shruti or you might forget the next lyric mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's it's very uh, it's a very systematic uh, true package that you have a uh, presentation it's it's of course layered with several layers of creativity yes but the basic that things that are the ingredients of what you present on stage are raga thala compositions lyrics Mm. and the the spirit and emotion with which you read render all of this so for all of it to come into one package it's uh, important that your mind is very balanced is in a very neutral state is i would say more than neutral to be in a happy state sure. if you're happy then the music ha- takes on a different uh, degree of uh, expression yeah. you know yeah True. the music really becomes so so much more pure so much more True. pristine True. True. and there is a there's an energy that sparkles in it you know that i'm looking at it as several layers when as i'm talking yeah. and it takes that topmost layer mm-hmm. and moves it towards the audience and that's when you have audience crying that's when you have audience smiling to themselves close with closed eyes but sometimes you face these moments uh in concerts at very few points but definitely i think every artist does go through these little pockets of yeah in a way it's a trance you yeah. are in a state of yeah. complete uh oblivion you, know, you don't care who's next to you wow bale bravo <laughs> people shout all that yes uh, if if they realize that there were 10 people around them watching them they would feel embarrassed to say but it's the the statement comes out even before they realize oh my god there are so many in the audience should i say it or not yeah, so that spontaneity in their appreciation yes. is enough acknowledgement for the fact that you have expressed your best and taken it across to touch that soul who's sitting to listen to your music beautiful so the mind is is a very very strong uh, entity in your music and i've had some days where i've been very disturbed and uh, gone into a concert and just done a matter of fact concert oh okay people people outside might say oh yeah the concert was so good you took us yeah. to a different uh, point but i would know i had only delivered the goods oh i see okay interesting only i would know only oh. i would know. and on the days that i've been extremely happy that i've done a good uh, round of meditation at home right. that you know my chick you know we had some moments where we laughed at home right and things have been uh, you know kind of moving in the right direction till that 6 o'clock in the evening yeah then that concept is at a different level it's more elevated i think i agree i agree it's difficult to put all of this in words uh, however much i tried because that's the reason why I, I think I start to start up when I express myself because it's an experience that you feel. Absolutely. You can't you can't translate these into spoken word. Very true. Very true. Very true and 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 this is so beautiful what you're saying because uh we so as 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 you're right as audience as participants as uh, people who listen to music we we are actually in a zone sometimes when people like you sing. And this is so true. Mm. You're right and I'm sure it happens to you. Um uh, I have a related question which I'll come to later but uh, you have been Sudhaji singing at the one of the most uh, in my opinion probably the most pristine of all festivals the Tyagaraj Tyagaraj Aradhana festival 
consistently for three decades now. What are your impressions? The first one is that my guru, MLV Amma, used to do it. Yes. She used to, uh, whatever be her uh, schedule, however rigorous the December season schedule was, she would take that little time off to go to Thiruvayara and uh, wow. sing at the Samadhi. So this was a trait that I imbibed from her. Beautiful. And the first few years, I started to uh, tell myself that I have to go. That was the order that I gave myself the first few years. And after those first few years, it was an automatic uh, programming that I had done to myself. Because every time, January, early part of January, be it early part of January or the Pongal time or the latter half of January, I would be there for the Aradhana celebrations. We call it a celebration more than an Aradhana offering. Because right. we are celebrating Tyagaraja over there. Right. Saint Tyagaraja, if we are celebrating his 100th or 200th or 250th, you can imagine how powerful that composer has been in our lives. Absolutely. And today, if every musician in Carnatic music can claim to even be a musician, it is only because we have learned his music, we have learned his sahityam, and we express our music through his lyrics. Yes. Yes. Every time you sing, Eta Unara or Narada Muni or Yemini Pogodudura, Raka Sashivadana. I could just go on and on. Dairani, Dairani. You know, every Kriti that uh, Tyagaraja has uh, composed yeah. has a different emotion, has a different uh, total Swarupa difference when different artists sing it. Now, Eta Unara is a song that uh, is a composition of Tyagaraja that maybe... So, if I take a Kriti uh, which has been sung over decades uh, by yesteryear musicians, today's artists, the future incoming artists will be singing it. Right. right. For example, Eta Unara and Kalyani Raga. Mm -hmm. Every time an artist sings it, there is a different interpretation. Mm -hmm. The artist adds his own personal flavor to it. Correct. So too with any Kriti of Chandraja, for that matter, a composition of any composer. All of us sing probably some of, some of, some of the greatest compositions are sung by every single artist. But yet when each artist sings it, how does it have a different interpretation? Why do we latch on to some being sung by some? When we hear Rangapura Vihara, we want to hear only DK Patamal or MS Amma. MS, correct. <laughs> True. Yeah. So when we hear Baro Krishnaya, only MLV Amma. Correct. Correct. Radha Sameta Krishna, only GND sir. Yes. Yes. Ramani Samanam Evaru, only Shamangudi sir. You know, when I say only, the heart craves to listen to them singing it. Very Not true. that we dismiss, dismiss any other artist singing it. I get you. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so that, that stamp, that ISI stamp that each one has put into each of these critiques is something that needs to be analyzed. How is it that uh, certain compositions are uh, latched on to certain artists? Correct. So this bhakti that I, uh, over a period of time, got towards, developed towards Kyagaraja was... Because every concert I realized I was singing so much of, uh, so many Tyagaraja compositions, less of others. 
Correct. And my guru MLV always would say, uh, never try to finish a concert without one kriti of uh, Tyagaraj. Wow, beautiful. Unless, unless, yeah, unless it's a thematic concert where yeah. you, you know, you, you have to concentrate on what your theme is. Obviously, obviously. <clears throat> Otherwise, Uru Tyagaraj Kandipa she would say. Oh, so that was the importance that she gave. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And hence, yeah, hence it went uh, again like expressions espresso three seasons, uh, three decades. Yes, yes. And that's a long time, by the way. That's a long time. Yeah. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It would be appropriate to listen to the great Kriti Parkadal Alaymele at this juncture. Obviously, thousands of people come there and all musicians from different walks of life. Do you at all notice the audience when you sing there, Sudhaji? Of course we notice. Um, okay, you do. <laughs> just, like, just like how in any other concert, we do realize that there are some familiar faces there and okay, okay. Uh, some of our friends, musician friends are there. Okay, okay. And we have a good time. We, we have some fun backstage. Oh. It's, it's nice getting to uh, know newer people. Nice catching up with some musicians who you will never see for the rest of the year. <laughs> it's a lot of things, yeah. It's yeah. a congregation, so we enjoy it. And I enjoy it thoroughly. And I feel this is one of the best things I can do to myself by stepping on that, on the sands of uh, Tiruvayaru at his Atyagaraja Samadhi. Yeah. It's like a pilgrimage for me. Mm -hmm. And once I go there and sing, I feel I'm energized and uh, rejuvenated. Awesome. After the tiring December season, then I'm ready for the rest of the year. Correct. Marguerite is really tiring. I know that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry we have to take a break right now, but we will be back next week continuing our conversation with Sudha, where she speaks about how she manages to pack so much in a day. Sudhaji's to-do list, which is her holy grail, her life-defining moment and her Eureka moment. How Sudhaji almost became a doctor and how the world would have lost a great musician, her Samudaya Foundation, Sudhaji's inspiration at different times in her life, her Guinness World Book Record with saxophone Janardhan for Carnatic music and the intricacies that went into making this happen. Meanwhile, for those of you who would like to support the Samudhaya Foundation, you may log on to samudhayafoundation.org or write to them at SAMU dhaaya at gmail.com samudhaya with a double a till the next episode stay safe and have fun